The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The prophet Isaiah has a different way of approaching the evil of people. He approaches it as someone who is a passionate lover of his spouse and who has been betrayed. Israel has been betrayed. She has rejected him. And yet how passionately he loves him. Over and over again we see that beautiful image of this real love affair between God and Israel. And Israel is, yeah, always wandering off, always searching after other husbands. And it says in this particular reading, the more he gives them, the more they run after other gods. That's true to some extent, isn't it? Since the more we have things, the more we idolize things other than God. So God gives them all these things. He says, the more abundant and fruit, the more altars he builds to other gods. The more productive his land, the more sacred pillars he set up to pay the deities. Their heart is small. But the day will come when they will love me again, when they will come back. That's true in each one of our lives, isn't it? Whenever we sin, God is always saying, Come back. The day must come when you will love me again. But hopefully, it will. You're always supposed to be doing that love over and over again. I remember when Novena today, Christ crucified him, the end said, Finally, through all your sorrows and pains, through your sacred heart, glowing with love for me, broken because of my want of love for you. It's true if you're honest. We are never the lovers that God wants us to be. Then again, if he's calling us some greater love, the more we open ourselves to his love, the more we will love him. It's the duty of God's love. Uh, today's gospel is we see our Lord trusting the twelve. He sends them out to trust them as people who love him. They really don't love them much as they think they do. But nevertheless, they do love them and he has chosen to do what he wants them to do with his authority, with his power, and not their own. And he sends them out to do what? That they are to drive out unclean spirits and cure every disease and every illness. Notice. Judas Iscariot drove out evil spirits. 
He cured diseases and illnesses. He did this as much as the other eleven did. And yet, whenever we have a list of the apostles, Judas is always listed last, and it is always pointed out that he was betrayed. His name is never mentioned except without that designation, in this case, and Judas is here to betray Jesus. None of the other apostles could really hold, uh, hold their heads up either in the end, uh, not until Pentecost. They all thought they were so brave that they all were not. They all deserted our Lord. In any event, though, um, he tells them that they must do that they are going to have to sacrifice. In the end, they will. We celebrate today examples of apostles who, with the Spirit, went out and, in fact, did sacrifice everything. The martyrs in China were about 1625, 1920, or 1930. The 120 of them, uh, of all different types, faced religious lay people who sacrificed their lives for the sake of the gospel in China. Uh, these are people who went out realizing that on their own they were nothing but the power of how they could convert the world. And were willing to do so, and willing to do so by way of the ultimate witness. But you and I are called to that too. We don't think of that, do we? You and I are called to the ultimate witness right here, right now. If you and I were practicing a royal virtue, the world would be a different place. But I, I would seem that we're very often rather happy with a certain mediocrity. In fact, we almost aim for an elevated mediocrity, but not for heroic virtue. And God calls us to, to, to that greatness. And gives us the grace to do it. As always, he first of all has made that possible by his own suffering and death, and then by giving us himself, his body and blood, to make it possible for us to do things we could not otherwise do. We have to remember that. It's not the only weak human nature that's going out to do this. It's, my, it's a human nature. Transformed by baptism and strengthened with the body and blood of the Lord. Once we have that, we can do anything. Nothing should have to stop us um, because we aren't going out on our own name.